7.45 on a Saturday, which means time for another wine chat with our friend Jack Farrell from Haskell's. Good morning, Jack. Oh, Jack is, <laughs> he dropped off the line, but he is not going far. I know it'll be just seconds. Um, if you're just, if you're new to the show, we call it a wine chat, but obviously if, if you are a regular listener, uh, Jack talks a lot about other things besides wine. Very knowledgeable guy. He's been around these parts, I believe, probably about 19... Jack, you've been around uh, the Twin Cities, what, 70, 71, or something like that? When did you arrive here? Me, personally? Yeah. In uh, late 69. Okay, very good. I knew it was around 70 somewhere, but what uh, what can we talk about today? Well, today I thought we should mention, uh, with the weather changing so dramatically, uh, let's talk about wines for this kind of weather, mm-hmm. uh, fall, winter, etc. And in my opinion, when the weather changes, uh, the wine should change a bit. Don't forget your food changes for sure. And so let, let's talk a little bit about that. And first, I'm going to talk about regions and areas, and then we'll be a little more specific. The first go-to wine, in my opinion, is Syrah or Grenache. Uh, or from Oregon, you can get GSM wines. And what GSM wines are, Grenache. Syrah and Moduvra, and it's a mix. And you can avoid all that by just buying a Cote de Rhone from France because they're all mixtures of those three varietals. But you know, when you think of the smell of leaves in the fall, and think a little bit about Syrah. That's a kind of Syrah has sort of that moldy leaf smell. Now, that doesn't sound very attractive. But when you combine it with the acidity and the fruit and all that, it's a very nice, hint, subtle underpinning that you get in Syrah grapes. And it's a warming aroma. And while it, it goes to the table, it just shouts, give me some cold-weather food or chilly-weather food. I, I am a big fan of Syrahs in the French style. A lot of California Syrahs are too jump out of the bottle, hey, notice me, and they're almost overpowering. They're that big, jammy type. And uh, I'm a fan of more subtle, elegant wines uh, that that aren't quite like that. That doesn't mean there isn't some fabulous Syrahs made in California. You know, the greatest Syrah of all time is something from the northern Rhone called Hermitage. And Hermitage has been one of the world's great wines for centuries. In fact, at the turn of the 20th century in the 19, early 1900s, the most popular wine in London, and uh, that was the most sophisticated spot in the whole world at that time, was something called Hermitage Lafitte, where they took Lafitte Rothschild from Bordeaux and blended it with Hermitage right in London and sold that to the sophisticated. It was also the most expensive wine uh, available at the time, but it was a blend of that. So you see how big and powerful these Hermitage wines are. And the reason is Hermitage is almost 100% Syrah. And while a lot of the Syrahs we're going to get are lighter and easier, uh, it's more fun to, like I say, look for Oregon for these wines called GSM, which is just an abbreviation for the three grape types, Grenache, Syrah, and Moduvra. And uh, Syrah is a wonderful grape, too. And all those Cote de Rhones that you get are all blends of those three grape types. And the Cote de Rhones are, as I've said long 
and often probably to the point of ad nauseum, that uh, Rhone wines are some of the best bargains there are in the world right now. A French Cote de Rhone generally can be bought for under twelve, thirteen dollars, and uh, they're generally very, very good almost across the board. It's hard to find a bad one. Another wine for fall that I find intriguing is Beaujolais. And I don't mean Nouveau Beaujolais, which incidentally will be coming along uh, very shortly in about another three and a half weeks. We'll have Nouveau Beaujolais in, which is a fun wine because you get to taste it in the vintage it's made, in the year it's made. And uh, most people have been turned off by Beaujolais because of Nouveau. You know, Nouveau is a fruity and forward and a gulp quaffing wine, if you will. And most people want something a little more sophisticated. And that's where real Beaujolais comes in uh, to play, in my opinion. In my opinion, again, one of the better gross of Beaujolais is something called Brui, B-R-O-U-I-L-L-Y. And it's made from Gamay grape, and it's really perfect for the fall. It's light with its funky fruit flavors of berries and nice balanced acidity. It goes very well with roast chicken and, for that matter, turkey on the grill. Plus, it'll hold up very, very well to burgers on the grill. And it's a, just an inexpensive, fun wine. Un oak Chardonnay aren't, you know, white wines really aren't just for summer, especially if we're talking about Chardonnay. Oak Chardonnay can be heavy for this time of year, but those smooth vanilla notes uh, want you to curl up by the fire and read a book and sip a good Chardonnay. Uh, the other varietal that is overlooked and I think is a great fall one is Semillon. Semillon is uh, the principal white grape type of Bordeaux. That, there it's blended with Sauvignon Blanc to produce some great white wines. Those Bordeaux Blanc are overlooked all the time, in my opinion, for being just terrific bargains and wonderful wines uh, to go with so many things. You know, think if you're having a uh, white Bordeaux, think of Cipino, which is that Italian fish soup, or Bouillabaisse, which is a French fish stew. And uh, things like that. Not so bad, incidentally, with even something like our walleye. But another great varietal for the fall, or the early winter, is one called Dionier. Again, another one from the Rhone Valley. And most people dismiss it lightly, saying it's a blending grape. But if you get a real good Viognier, you're really in for quite a treat. It's got a steely spine, a good balance, nice acidity. And there's one called La Forge Viognier. It's about $12 a bottle. And it is just absolutely, in my opinion, the Renemois, if you will, of Viognier's. It's priced right and it's delicious. And don't forget Grenache Blanc. We mentioned Grenache uh, as a blending red wine, but Grenache also comes in white and can be a very, very delightful wine to try. Another wine that's good for this time of year, the wine's from the Piedmont. Uh, that's the foothills of the Alps up in Italy. And there's a wine there called Barbera. But uh, Barbera is northern Italy's wine of the people. It's what they drink every day. And it is a wonderful wine. It's got berry and cherry notes, uh, but it goes down because of its good acidity and balance. It goes down very nicely. And it would go very, very well with lots of different dishes. There's a hint of chocolate and vanilla in the nose. 
And uh, it really is a pleasant wine. And again, the name is Barbera. Pretty hard to find a bad one. It goes very well with, say, pot roast or sausages. Or how about Barbera with meatloaf? That would be a delightful uh, combination, believe me. And then my other favorite from the Piedmont is the Dolcetto. Now, the Dolcetto is often referred to as the Beaujolais of Italy, and it certainly is that. It's a Piedmont tease, everyday drinking wine, because it, it, Dolcetto translates the little sweet one. And the wine, while it isn't sweet, it has kind of a black currant, blueberry nose with a dried herbs, subtle dried herbs in the background, and almost a sweet brown sugar quality when you're swirling it around in the glass. It's perfect with something like burgers or beef stew, or, or better yet, try it with meatballs. A wonderful uh, dish to try with meatballs. Dolcetto, again from the Piedmontese. And then back to France, that Grenache is really not to be overlooked. It's the friendliest, in my opinion, of all the varietals. That Grenache, the Côte de are just terrific. Chateauneuf de Pop is another wine from that area uh, that's a little bigger than a Côte de but it's nonetheless a very delightful wine at this time of year, particularly if you're having a rather robust uh, venison or uh, a pork stew or something like that. Uh, you want to try uh, Chateauneuf de Pop. Uh, any Moroccan food, Chateauneuf or Cote de Rhone, go very, very good with. And th- then there's another Hermitage that isn't quite as big as the Hermitage, which is the Renamois, as I said, of Syrah. It's called Croix Hermitage. It's worth seeking out. And then those GSM blends are all the rage in Oregon. Uh, and I think they're kind of interesting. Because they're so good, like those little Cote de Rhone. You know, if you're looking for something that would pair well with a bacon cheeseburger, look no further, because the, the flavors just seem to all meld together. That uh, sweetness of the bacon and that zippiness of the cheeseburger, stuffed red peppers, and the, oh, with pork chops, it's absolutely terrific. And last but not least, let's not forget Primitivo's Infidel. I mentioned Primitivo because that's the origin or the origin, if you will, of Zinfandel. It comes from Italy, and it's known as Primitivo. Actually, it comes from Croatia, and I can't remember the name, of the, I can't pronounce the name of the, because it's in acrylic. But the uh, Primitivo comes from that, went to Italy, went to the United States for years. They called it the American weed, but it was really wonderful Zinfandel. And you get that red and black pepper in the nose, and it's just a super wine to have. Uh, that I've always thought, try a Zinfandel with something like pumpkin soup. Uh, the blend is just absolutely terrific. And Primitivo or Zinfandel or, or either one, if you get the Italian, if you get Primitivo, Zinfandel from our own California or, or other countries even uh, are exporting Zinfandel now. But it's really found its home in America, and it's good as can be with ribs and things like that. Some of the ones you might want to look for, the different types of wines, for example, in the white Bordeaux, we just got a new one in called Chateau Majot, M-A-J-O-S-S-E. It's an entree du mer. Now, an entree du mer translates between the two seas, and that's it grows in an area of Bordeaux that's surrounded by two rivers. 
And it is heavy de semillon, which we talked about, a little Sauvignon Blanc. It's about $17 a bottle. And it, again, is one of those things. It just cries for lobster or shellfish. Or, again, you could have it with that fish stew, bouillabaisse. It would be wonderful. Or if you're feeling terribly extravagant, Chateau Carboneau, which is a, one of the most wonderful wines. It's a Pessac from Bordeaux. It's a white Bordeaux. It's probably the most recognized white Bordeaux in the world. It's fairly expensive, about $60 a bottle. But believe me, it's worth every sip. Or you can try their second label, the Croix Carboneau, which is about $30 a bottle. And it, too, is delicious but isn't quite as good as that Carboneau is itself. And while we're talking about these fall wines, let's not forget uh, Ted Farrell's Fall 6 for 60. That's a deal with Haskell's has six bottles of wine for $60, and he's picked these for fall. Start out with La Gondola Pinot Grigio, a Fordant Sauvignon Blanc, a Cote de Rhone, which we talked about here, Chateau d'Anville, uh, a Bordeaux Red, Chateau du Lort, a Cabernet, and a Malbec from Argentina. So there you see the opportunity to try six different wines over the next couple of weeks, uh, all picked especially for fall. And like I say, why not try and embrace and enjoy this unusual weather we're having at this time of year? And uh, while you're doing it, learn a little bit about wine and the food, pairing of food and wine, which is fun to do. As I said, all of these fall selections I mentioned seem to pair very well with the more hearty foods that we're going to be eating over the next few nippy, chilly days. <laughs> Indeed. Well, head to Haskell's. You can find uh, and that's a great deal at 6 for 60. I love that. Yeah, uh, but uh, tell us about Haskell's, and I know we have to let you go. Okay. Haskell's has on right now our fall sale, and it's a fabulous time to stock your cellars. We have hundreds and hundreds of wines on sale, your favorite beer and spirits, etc. Haskell's cannot make the meal for you, but they can ensure that the meal is well, well paired with a wine. And they pick a wine that won't cost very much and will blend very well with whatever you're having. There's a Haskell's near you where you can save big dollars on wine. Haskell's in Bloomington. There's a Haskell's out in Excelsior right at the lake. In Faribault, we're right off of 35. Our Maple Grove cellar is not to be missed. It's huge. Downtown Minneapolis, we have free parking on Saturday and Sunday. There's a Haskell's at Ridgedale in Minnetonka, Plymouth, St. Paul's Highland Village, Stillwater, White Bear Lake, and Woodbury, too. And if you can't come into Haskell's, go to Haskell's.com. And don't forget, we do deliver everywhere in the metropolitan area, and you can call and pick up as well. So don't forget, Haskell's are the wine people, and there's a good reason for that. We've been around for over 85 years and we're continuing to supply the Twin Cities with great wine selections. Excellent. Thank you, Jack. Let's talk next week. Denny, I'm going to look forward to that.